This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Yeah, first of all, sorry for the disconnect this week. Uh, so we're doing Thursdays from now on, and I'll, I'll admit my fault here on the uh, the time today. But uh, moving forward, we're doing Thursdays, Potty List. Yeah, because the only reason we did Wednesday was because the NFL schedule. And when we start, if there's an NFL season, we'll do that again. But uh, right. But, I, but the way that we do the XM shows is the day before. So Sunday through Wednesday. I've got the XM show, so I was like, there's no reason to squeeze this in before the XM show on Wednesday when there's no weekend game that we have to get this ready for, so why not do it Thursday? Right, cool. All right, works for me, um, and I'm, I hear you a lot to talk about. Uh, where, where do you want to start, man? I want to talk about the Karen who adjusted her post. There's some good and bad in that, but I don't want to talk about it yet because I know she's a devoted listener, and I want her to listen to the whole podcast first. So she's, she's definitely going to want to hear the part about her. So we'll talk about that toward the end. But I'll just let her know. You can keep tuning in for those minutes. Got some thoughts on her post. Appreciate it. Uh, I also really appreciate all the people. The last two times we've had negative posts. Like people have just crushed it. I mean, there's so many. I don't know if you've checked out the reviews. They're like so positive. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of them. Now, the funny thing is that I'm pretending as though these Apple reviews matter so much. They probably don't matter at all. Like I don't really know what it does for us. I don't think Apple just because we have a high rating. It's not like our podcast is going to show up on random searches or something like that. I don't really know what happens. It's good. I mean, it's just nice to have the feedback. I like this one guy. He says, they're a great team. Chris, he says, uh, I identify with Chris's thought process a lot in analysis, but disagree with some of his conclusions. Uh, how does he go with the herd and think Godfrey should be a top five receiver this year, for example? Also, he thinks stock market is wrong and he is right too often. Needs to learn. The market is always right. Agree on Bitcoin, though, and the media. Uh, so I like that one. And there's a lot of good ones. You know, a lot of one guy said he listens to this every week, been listening for years. Fantasy advice is nice, but mainly listen for current events, discussions. So, I, you know, we got a lot of good ones. We got like 10. So every time someone posts a bad review, it's actually like really good for it. It gives us an excuse to ask for good reviews, and we've been getting them. And I, I appreciate it. It's nice of these people to deal with the hassle that is iTunes and uh, bother to post something nice that is good to hear um i haven't checked those out i um i don't know i i give up i mean i i've avoided the comment section since i started writing for a big company and i mean 1100 people calling me an idiot in the brady column i'm just uh i just haven't really paid attention to to that but it's nice to hear some positive feedback uh 
that on that angle, people found me on Facebook, my Twitter DM, and even Instagram, which I never even post to call me an idiot. So it's nice to hear some positive feedback. Also, and, known, uh, also known as the wisdom of crowds, your comments. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, so I have actually some, uh, like an old high school an old college buddy and some extended friends. I didn't even realize that also, uh, that I've been told that actually, um, they do listen to this as well. So if it's not, may not have a wide audience, but, uh, hopefully it's a, a niche group that, uh, that, uh, I appreciate each and every listener. So, um, yeah, we'll talk more about, I have more to talk about the, the Karen review though as well. Yeah, no, it's funny. And then, uh, it is getting wider though, getting a lot. It's, it's growing. So the podcast is growing and it's good. And I, I think it's partly just because, we're in just a crazy time and I, you know, I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter and just check out a lot. I finally had to unfollow zero hedge, the, uh, the website where I want to talk about them getting, uh, well, yeah, Google. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I want to talk yeah, about absolutely. them. Absolutely. I, I got to yeah. stop following them today. I've just, it's too negative. It's too world ending. Every single thing's world ending. And I feel like I, I'm not saying that they're not right about some things, but it's like they, it's like a, they frame it as definitely rather than maybe, Mm-hmm. Maybe I do that too. Maybe I'm guilty of it. And, I, and a lot of the guys I follow on Twitter who are smart and have a lot of insight, there's a lot of doom and gloom. And I don't want to, sometimes I just don't want to get down one frame too deeply. I don't want to be in one frame all the time. This is it. This is the big one. You know, it's going to be riots in the streets. I mean, I do think that's probably going to happen. There's going to be unrest and we're in for a, a big storm. But. I want to uh, mix it up with a couple other things. There's an article I tweeted by a guy, Michael Krieger, who I've mentioned before. And I think he has a good, more balanced uh, take on it. He thinks it's going to be a rough couple of years, and I agree with him. But then on the other side, it's probably going to, well, it's not necessarily going to be better, but if we fight for it, it will be better. And, and I thought his article was pretty good. I guess I'm just saying I'm trying to consciously steer away from this is going to be the worst disaster in a more of, there's going to be a lot of uh, turbulence coming on this ride, and it, I've said this before, but you know, take care of your health, take care of your money to the extent you can. I'm trying to take care of my money, and I really am having trouble reading markets and understanding what's going on. And then, uh, you know, take care of your relationships. That's yeah, I like, I like Krager. He'll throw in a little picture of his uh, radish, you know, or his homegrown gardens as yeah. well, too. So I like mixing it up there too. But I'm with you, trying to find some positive, and it's harder and harder. To find here too, and you can see the differences in, in the media outlets, the major ones, how they're reporting. You know, the John Bolton stuff, you know, one is basically they're completely opposites. You know, one is this is laughable stuff, and the other is saying that he's, uh, you know, Trump was after more uh, camps in China or some some, some ridiculous claims. So, um, yeah, it's tough, and it's tough to What is really going on in Seattle? Do you know? Uh, I mean, I, I, mean I, I mean, I don't really know. So I, I don't know. It's tough to even find the truth, but I'm, I'm with you overall is trying to find a little bit more positivity. That, yeah, that's, I'm not uh, trying to be, po- I'm not trying to find positivity. I'm just trying not to, not, not to go too far down the, the dark. I, no, I mean, I'm fine if it's dark, if that's the truth. I just don't want to have everything framed for me as certainty. That. Well, then that's, that's pretty, yeah, well, right. nothing should be framed in certainty and pretty much, yeah, and most is. And so that's, framed that's is like a negative thing. Like I, sometimes those guys, like the perma bears in the market, everything's going down. It's always short. It's always time to be short. You know, those guys miss out on huge gains. So I don't want to go down that road either. I just want to be open to the evidence. And it, it may, and I do think the evidence in the near term is going to be pretty bad. I, I think that the market, my shorts, you know, they, they paid off last week and now I, I didn't sell them. They're at a loss right now. I mean, I haven't sold them. They're just moving up and down based on the market. I, I told them I'm not going to spend any more money. I'm just basically out and I have a small position short that if it goes down, I'll make a little bit of money. And, and I'm just, you know, in their puts. So I'm not like 
at risk of being bankrupted if the market, you know, if they print money and the market goes to a million, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll just be out the money that I spent on them. But I do think that it, it feels like there's some pumping going on, like, oh, we're going to have this infrastructure bill for a trillion dollars, or you know, the Fed's going to buy all these crappy corporate bonds from bankrupt companies. Okay, oh, there's like a something that pumps up the market, and then everyone gets euphoric. Oh, the, the Fed won't let this drop, and so for a couple of days it trades positive, and then just it drifts back to reality. Like there's lots of job loss. There's not even a second wave, but the first wave is not done yet because people are coming out of quarantine, and a lot of states are getting more cases of the virus. You know, the the permanent damage to certain industries is just catastrophic. And then it starts to drift down because it's like, uh, the reality is not good. And then something will pop it up. So I'm, I just think that that is, the, the pumping is going to get, it's kind of like being addicted to a drug. You, t- you know, you take some, you're like, oh, great, this gives me a high. And then you need more and more of it just to get you to the same place. And then you just need more and more of it just to maintain the place you're at. And then you crash and hit rock bottom regardless. So I, I, kind, of, I kind of feel like the, the economy is like a, and especially the market is like a drug addict that's just, on his last, barely squeezing out the last high that he can possibly get right now. Yeah. Yeah. I saw an interesting graph on countries leading the inflation rate, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't, I personally, can I just make this about me for a second? Sure. I'm, I'm not, not a great day today. Uh, Fauci, uh, saying that, you know, throwing shade on the NFL might not exist, uh, without a bubble, which would not be great as we've talked about, but Debo Samuel suffered a Jones fracture right before we yep. started recording yes. this. Yes. And I'm, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's what I was looking at when you're like, are we doing this podcast? I thought it was one, you know, we recording later, but I was, per- I was in a very bad mood. I'm just reading about the outlook on this. I mean, if he even attempts to do anything within 10 weeks, it's a nightmare. I mean, it's very bad news, Debo. I mean, I, I screen, I, I don't even follow college, but at the time it appeared AJ Brown was a good pick. I've been saying that ever since. So now we have Debo with a broken foot and CD lamb fell to us and we did not take him either. So I, I'm, I'm man, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. It's not just an injury. It's a Jones fracture. So well, brutal it's, not, it's not that bad. At 10 weeks. They said, I was reading this thing. If, if he sits out 10 weeks, he'll be all right most likely in 10 weeks is only late August right now. I hope. Yeah. So he may be back for like week two or three. I downgraded him to like the 32nd receiver just because, you know, it's the Pianowski rule. Like you just, you don't, it's like, you're going to have injury problems, uh, whether you try to, or, you know, whether you avoid it or not, why steer into one, unless you're getting a really steep discount, but he could be all right. It's, it's big for the Niners. Cause he's really the only guy. I mean, maybe Brandon Ayuk is ready and he takes that role, but it's bad. That's their, by far their best player on offense besides George Kittle. The only player that you, uh, fantasy player you like in the Niners, and now he's. Yeah, he's I'm, I'm, start, I'm starting to warm up to Kittle, though, not only because of. Well, yeah, well, can I just counter one thing? And I hear you keep saying that he's a good blocker and that hurts him. Right. Um, does that really matter when his target share was 29% last year? I think second to just Kelsey. I mean, all that matters is target share, right? And targets, right? Does it matter if he's also blocking well or standing there like a statue? I mean, I guess injury could. But I don't think it really like matters as far as is fantasy production, right? I, just in the playoffs, I was like, I had him on my uh, NFBC like playoff team. I was like, get Kittle the ball. Especially then I bet huge on them in the Super Bowl. We don't have to rehash that. I'm like, why isn't Kittle just getting the ball? I literally did fast forward through your Jim Coventry uh, section talking about Shanahan. I, right. I, I, I just I lost that dude's cost me more money. I realized than any other coach or player in the history of the NFL. Uh, but I mean. They just, it's just like they like to run and he's a really good blocker and 
So yeah, he, he did get enough target share last year during the season. He missed a couple games and still had a hundred targets. I don't see him getting like the 140 like Ertz got or Kelsey gets more like 125 and he's so efficient. He gets like 10 yards of target. So, you know, it's going to be it's 1250 yards. He set the record for uh tight end yardage a few years, a couple years ago. So it's not like he's not getting the uh, production. They don't use him enough in the red zone. Yeah. They give him like 125 instead of 140. So it's just a disadvantage. He's like 15 sh- targets short. Now he's more efficient than those guys. He's faster than Kelsey. He's faster than, Way faster than Ertz, faster than Mark Andrews, so maybe it doesn't matter. I kind of one would cer- one would certainly expect the Niners' defense and running game to regress uh, this year, based on you know coming off last year too. So I'd expect them to have to pass a little more. But anyway, Debo hurt really, really brutal. And uh, yeah, sorry that I, I claimed that I owed you money backstage for our Thielen uh, Godwin bet because of the the minimum games played. I was not trying to get money from you. I just wanted the satisfaction and. Uh, just the fact that it was Godwin again, realize I was on the Godwin side. And by the way, Godwin's ADP was way lower than Thielen last year. I didn't even make you give me odds. Um, but this year, I like how you keep repeating it on XM because I'm definitely the one who's, who's making a stretch. I should have given you prob- made you give me probably greater odds in hindsight. I don't know. Three to two is kind of a lot with two random players. You know, anything can happen in a, in a season. Like three to two is kind of a for t- full timers. It's kind of a lot. You know, although Mostert is not a full timer, but yeah, I, I hear you. I, you maybe could have got five to three or something like that. But so the other thing that I was, I just want to go back to the marks just quickly, um, yeah. just because the, the other thought I had is everybody, whenever I tweet about this, is like replying like, "Dude, you can't fight the Fed. You got to be in." And that guy, I like, I like that guy. The comment he said, you know, I agree with Chris, except he thinks he knows more than the market. Always go with the market, and the market's been up. I mean, it's been up for twelve years or whatever, eleven years. And it just it just seems like, and again, I could be wrong. I'm not. This is not financial advice. Just what I'm doing. It seems like before the the crash in 2007, 2008, that everyone was like, "Oh yeah, this is this market is crushing it. The real estate market can't go down. It'll never go down." And so these, you know, I didn't even know what a credit default swap was or any of that stuff back then. But it was, you know, the big short, you watch it and everybody's like, no, this can't go down. This can't go down. Nothing, nothing's wrong here. And they went and they like started talking to a stripper in Florida who bought like a million and a half dollar house with nothing down. Or, you know, they were just talking to people about two or three houses and they're like, this is not sustainable. Like, this is ridiculous. And that's how I feel. And, and then like you look back at it, you're like, it's so obvious. Why were only a few people shorting? When everybody was like, yeah, this is never going to go down. They, they would like laugh, they laughed at them on like the, on those like, uh, financial news networks. They'd be like, nah, I think there's going to be a crash. They would just laugh the anchors at the guy who said that. And I feel like it's the exact same thing. They're like, dude, don't fight the Fed. Don't be ridiculous. The Fed's going to print them out of this. Forget it. And, you know, my, I feel like what happened is you have all these like hedge fund people and all these rich people own most of the stocks. And they're using the pension funds as, as a human shield, right? Because now all the, all the yields went to zero. You can't get any money on bonds. It used to be people retired and they would get their 5% or 7% or whatever, and they'd live off the bond income. They'd say, get out of the stock market. You're, you're too old. You, you can't you know, live with the ups and downs. Sell, you know, just get bonds. And now that the bond yields collapsed the last 10 years and they drove them down to zero, everybody has to be in the market. So the pension funds had to get in the market, which generated fees for everybody else and boosted everybody's holdings. And now, if the stock market were to crash forty percent or whatever, it's, I think it probably will at some point. You know what happens to the pensions who are levering up now to like to pay off their liabilities? 
And, and so it's a disaster for society. And so now everybody needs the stock market to go up. And then one of the commenters on Twitter on the uh, Real Man Wood said, he said, it's, it's fucked up that you are cheering for the stock market to go down, but you, you want fantasy football to survive. I did see that one. Okay. Yeah, no, I see so, the Twitter comments. Yeah. So I'll, I'll address that. And I think that the stock market is basically, it's a socialism for the rich. Fortunately, they're using a human shield of you know, the pensions and everybody else who depends on the market. But that's not what the market's for. The market is for investment, innovation, creating goods and services that people want. Risk. The market is risk. Everybody knows the market is risk. It's supposed to be about risk. You take a risk, get a reward, help create something. Uh, it's not supposed to be a, uh, a utility where you turn on the power and here, here comes the power. You turn on the faucet and the water comes through. You turn on the you put your stocks in and you get the money it always goes up that's that's not what it's supposed to be and this is a fake market and it's and what the fed is doing is it's basically taking money i've said this before from the us dollar everybody's in the us dollar economy and transferring it to the people who have stocks so a lot of people just work in a restaurant or something don't own stocks and their dollars being diluted and transferred to you know it's it's central planning taking money from one group and transferring it to another and it's mostly poor to rich although a lot of middle class people are you know they have their pensions uh, tied up in it so i'm not rooting for that i mean i bet against it because i think it's going down anyway what what i think and my meager amount of puts are, are not affecting the market but i'm a hoping to be correct now that i put my money on it that side of it b i think we need to clear this thing out and and have the market mean something and not basically have socialism for the rich and see of course i'm rooting for fantasy football because it's my livelihood and I love football. So, you know, to me, football is a real product. The market is a fake Frankenstein. And it's rooting against the system that's corrupt, that needs to be fixed, basically. Right. And, and, and we made right. this point before. Everyone, you know, everybody is against systemic racism. I mean, I don't know anybody that has half a brain who's not an insane person who thinks systemic racism is a good thing. But people are focusing on the racism part. But what about the system part? Right? There's two parts of systemic racism. The racism, which we know is bad, but what about the system? The system is transferring money from one group to another via the Fed and the bailouts. The police aren't involved in prosecuting that crime or preventing that crime. They're not, that's not their job. So who are they? It's like the criminals who do the really big criminal stuff, the police aren't really involved in that. War crimes, bombing foreign countries, so what do you think about that? Yeah, so the, yeah, Google taking down the zero hedge. Uh, Facebook just took, took down a Trump ad right before we started recording this. I mean, that, that's uh, boy, that, I'm sure that'll end well, right? I mean, what are they doing? Just making a bet on the upcoming election? So Google took down the ads at the behest of Karen BC. Karen BC, you know that uh, that network. Okay, no. Karen, Karen BC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't deliver it well. It's just, it's pathetic. You know, I mean, NBC. I heard it was from the comments even, right? Is it, it from was, the comments? It was from the comments. It was the comments. NBC, wow. you know, MSNBC was a disinformation, a font of disinformation in the Russiagate fraud. Got, you know, completely busted for that, although I think still people are in denial about that. And now they're, you know, attacking these... Other publications, Zero Hedge is not right wing, by the way. Zero Hedge is just anti-establishment, and they they do have a lot of goofy, conspiracy-ish. As I said, I like it, but I'm, I'm sometimes like, oh, come on, everything is like going to hell with them. You know, everything's a sign of the apocalypse for them, basically, and it's it's just a bit much. But they're not like certainly not like racist or uh, you know the publication. It's just anti-establishment, and then maybe the commenters, who knows? But. How could, you know, you can't, you can't be taken down because your comment section. That's ridiculous. And then the Federalist is just kind of like, 
the right wing version of things, kind of pretty run of the mill. So obviously, like you might not agree with that. You know, why would that? You know, why would you want to censor that? You know, why would you want that information not to be out there? I don't know. It just it just seems, and it's dumb because it backfired, right? I mean, it got a lot of publicity, and now they're retry. You know, now they're backtracking on it, and I don't know. This is this is a bad trend that these platforms that are so gigantic and control all the ad revenue are picking sides. You know, what's who's who's got the monopoly on the truth? Who can say? what views are true and who can say what views are false. It's just, it's a really bad, uh, bad direction that we're heading in. Well, and that doesn't get much bigger than Facebook removing a Trump, you know, reelection ad, right? I mean, that, that is pretty drawn line in the sand. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. Does it? I mean, the, the problem is, is not that Trump isn't full of shit cause he is, but the Russiagate thing was a total lie for three years. And, you know, maybe they didn't know it was a lie at the time, but they, they didn't have great evidence for it, as many people pointed out at the time. And it's like they just kept running it because if the establishment says it, if major networks or the New York Times says something, it's presumably not a lie, even if it ends up being a lie. I mean, the New York Times said there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. I mean, that's a lie that ended up helping persuade the U.S. to kill a million people. Podcast. So what, what do you think about the fa- – uh, let me ask you this then, uh, just shift you a little. Uh, Newsom, right before we started recording, uh, is requiring everyone in California to wear a face mask. Uh, Fuck I it. know you get Fuck you it. get annoyed with one, uh, with one side, um, but um, whereas my, my buddies in L.A., you know, they, they, you, you would get shamed if you, if you walked into a place with, without a mask. Where I live, it's the opposite. There, there, there is no one wearing a mask around, around this area. So, so I don't know. It's a little interesting. So, uh, but I know you don't love if government. I had, if I had your People looks. you how to live your life either. So, if I so, had your looks, I would definitely wear a mask. That's for well, sure. Well, that's a whole other issue. But you're right. That is an added benefit that I have that I shouldn't – that we need to factor that in. It's an added benefit to cover my, my face for radio yeah. for sure. So, uh, no, but it's fucking simple. The governor is not my fucking boss. The governor has a budget and he can do some shit, you know, with the budget and fuck fuck things up for everybody like they usually do. But he is not my boss. He's he's not allowed to override my rights as a citizen. So fuck that guy. That said, I'm still going to wear a mask when I'm indoors because I want to wear a mask. I'm not going to just not wear one because the governor said I have to wear one. I'm going to do what I think is best. But fuck him for making it mandatory. Because that's just bullshit. He, he doesn't have the authority to do that. I think people should just say, fuck the governor, and then do what they can to stop the spread of the disease. It doesn't cost me that much to wear a mask in a store, and it's some you know significant chance that it's good for other people, so I'm going to do it. Not because the governor's saying so. If anything, that would make me less inclined to do it, but because it's the right thing to do, and I'm not going to not do the right thing just because the governor... Coincidentally, wants me to do that. Some people and some people do. I feel like do that because they don't like being told what. Well, but then then he's he's still your boss in that case, you know, because he's still your boss. I mean, you're he's just doing something, then you react and do the opposite, so he's still controlling you. Right. Right. If you don't want to be controlled, yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to, that's a great way. Controlled, controlled by him, then just do what you think is best, regardless. And and I I do think people have a right not to. Now you know I don't know what the deals with private establishment. They could say you're not allowed in. I think that's fine if they want to do that also, but. You know, it's just simple, man. It's just simple to me. It's just do what you think is best, but that dude has no authority. All the evidence seems to point that it really does uh, help prevent uh, the infection rate. And in hindsight, I just feel so so dumb, uh, the, the government telling us, they don't do any help, but don't buy them because the important people need them. Like what? How did that ever make sense? Uh, the, that was their original message. So um, anyway, I, I, I understand what you're saying. 
Um, having said that, I, I, I won't complain about actually seeing a few more if, if and when I do leave the house. Probably less few reasons to do it, though, but maybe two months from now when my daughter gets uh, – maybe all this is for naught because when school restarts, I mean, I'm just going to get it probably. So I, don't, I, mean, I might as well just deal with it now, I'm thinking now, in another way. But um, as is, I don't have too many reasons to, uh, to, to go out in indoors places. And if I do, I, I'd wear a mask. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the right – I think it's the right call. We made it's a little annoying how political. I know everything does. It's just annoying how political the face mask became. This, this, this is the most disjointed podcast we've ever done. We're going to have to delete half of it. It's very strange. <laughs> it's all right, though. It's, it's not like it can't be helped, right? It's like here's one thing that uh, in Michael Krieger's article, I'm going to talk about this first, starts it off with that, um, that stupid war games thing where like the best, the best move in the game is not to play. And that's really how I feel about a lot of this shit. Like, don't get caught up in don't get caught up in these debates. Yeah. Mask, no mask. Don't try. That's to explain. unfortunate, but that is where it is. What it is, as they say. It's, yeah, I yes. Don't I'm even naughty. play. Don't even play because it's like, oh well. Do I want? Do I want to get into a debate with a hundred people? There's some shit going down. That's part of it. But there's a huge amount of problems going on in the economy and the world's economy, and we've had this fake bubble for 10 years and that shit is crashing down in the middle of a pandemic and i think this unrest is just starting and i think you know the george floyd thing was the trigger but there's going to be other triggers when the unemployment runs out there's going to be other triggers there's going to be millions of things that get people crazy and it's not only going to be about race it's going to be about desperation and i think that uh, that in those circumstances i don't want to be arguing with a bunch of people i really want to be like what can i do to take care of my health what can I do as best as I can? Take care of my finances, and what can I do to take care of my relationships? You know, I just—that's really what I'm focused on. This whole thing, I know, I don't, I don't, not looking to build up a social credit score. I'm not looking to position myself in some way, prove myself. I, I just really those three things: finances, relationships, and health. I just think that's what we should be looking at, and it's going to be hard for people. Try to stay sane. Don't worry about the politics. I mean. You can have have whatever political opinion you want. It doesn't really matter. But like that shouldn't be your focus, man. It shouldn't be your focus. Your focus should be on your your well being. And uh I don't know. That's just that's just sort of where I'm yeah. trying to steer it. Basically to. there's there's so much to talk about, but little we can say. Little we can say and, and, and I will say something, and this is part of why Trump won, is that the polling, right, was like Hillary was almost certainly gonna win, and then it shocked the world when Trump won or when Brexit happened. And I think that when discourse is policed to the extent that it is, that that dissent goes underground. And so people will send each other columns through email and through text and say, oh, did you see this thing? You know, I can't really tweet about this, but give this a read. This is an interesting perspective. That mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you agree with the perspective. It just means, oh, that's something I hadn't thought of. And I want to expose my mind to other perspectives. There's not one truth. Nobody has a monopoly on the truth. Nobody does. You don't know the truth. We look for the truth. We try to find it. We try to be honest seekers of it. We try to not, you know, be biased. We try to look at things as clearly as we can and look at not all sides are equally right either. Some sides are just totally wrong and stupid. But that doesn't mean we don't want to be exposed to different arguments. We want to be exposed to different arguments. And because of that, people will do this in private, not in public. And so when a pollster calls, I don't even know who the hell is answering their phones anymore. You know, but like, I mean, I, if I get a number, I don't see no chance I'm answering it. And if someone's called and claimed to be a pollster, no way would I divulge any views I have on anything. <laughs> Fuck that. 
But obviously, so that already like makes it a very narrow subset of people, people who believe in the system, people who believe in that kind of shit. But assuming like they can somehow get a representative sample, which I just don't even see how that's possible, they call, and if I were a Trump supporter and they asked me, I would probably not say that. Who knows what's being recorded? Ask yourself this. Most people, at least in work, you know, in my industry or in industries, if you wanted, if you're, would, would it cost you anything to say, I support Joe Biden for president? I've got to vote Biden. I'm holding my nose, but I'm voting Biden. That, no. Would, would, would no. anybody be like, you've, and there would be a couple people that would be like, you know, they'd be like, you fucking idiot. How could you vote for that asshole? From both sides would actually say that about Biden. But you wouldn't get any trouble for saying that. Yeah, it wouldn't cost okay. you. It wouldn't cost you anything. Imagine if you said, yeah, I, I think I got to vote Trump. Got to do it. You know, you'd be a little nervous to post that. You'd be a little nervous yes. to go public with that, right? And that is the climate that we're in. Because people say, oh, you're going to go Trump. That must mean you're a racist. Well, I know a lot of people, I don't know that many people, but I, I know people who are going to vote for Trump. And to my knowledge, they're not racist at all. The ones that I happen to know. Yep, same here. I wouldn't consider them racist. And, and you know, maybe there's some hidden manifesto out there that someone will find. And I'll say, oh, I was wrong. They really are racist. But nothing that I've ever seen from them or the way they interact with people would give me any reason whatsoever to think they're racist. But they're like, I would vote for Trump. But if you say that, people are going to assume, and that is not a good assumption to have about you. Uh, people assuming, reading between the lines, ooh, I, I see what you said about that. That was, uh, I can read between the lines. I see what you're really thinking. I posted that thing about uh, homeschooling my kid. And I said, I felt like her school was kid storage. I mean, it was like, it's great. It's a beautiful place, very nice. But she's learning more at home. They said, you hate teachers, you fucking asshole. That's the biggest insult. I said, I didn't even use the word teacher. And in fact, her teachers are excellent. They're not the problem. It's the structure of the curriculum. It's the way you have to get a whole bunch of kids in there and just kind of keep them busy. It's not the teacher's fault. But everyone read between the lines. They thought they had some hidden thing. They had some hidden insight into what I was actually really saying. And so you can't post anything that uh, dissents from any concern. I didn't even think that was a thing until everyone jumped on it. I was like, oh, I'm just talking about my kid. I didn't think it was a thing. So you can't say anything you know, that, that, uh, that dissents from the consensus these days or, ooh, I can read between the lines. Ooh, why are you really supporting Trump? What are you really supporting for? Because you're a racist. That's why. It must be why. They can't just say... Okay, well, I don't agree with that. That's a fucking waste of a vote. That's a horrible vote. I, I hope that guy, you know, I hope he loses. But so what? They can't just say that. That will, you know, many people can. But in this climate, anyway, I'm kind of getting on a tangent. But my point is, the pollster calls, how many people are going to tell the truth if they're voting for Trump? Well, I no, would not no, trust the polls at all. Right. For, for, both because I can't imagine who answers their phone anymore, but also yeah, because yeah. No, I, um, the motivation in this cli- in this climate, who the hell is going to answer it? And a lot of people are talking privately about stuff. I bet there's people who um, listen to this podcast. This podcast is so, you know, not even nearly controversial, really. But there's people who are probably like, "Ooh, I like this podcast. I'll, you know, text it to a friend. I'm not going to tweet retweet this just in case." Everybody's terrified. I mean, it's really a, it's terrible. Everybody I know, and I follow people like, you know, across the political spectrum. Everybody I know is against systemic racism. They're against police brutality, against everybody, and especially against it, against the most vulnerable citizens. And yet, everybody's scared. Everybody's scared to just even have a conversation. 
Yeah, that it is unfortunate, and um, it's only getting more dramatic, right? Well, what, is, well, what is going on? Why? It's it, what is this? What is this? What is going? How is that good? You have to think for yourself. Do I want to be? What what part do I want to support? Do I want to support tolerance of different views? Not tolerance of violence toward people. Not tolerance of brutality, or tyranny, but just tolerance of free speech. Or do you want to say no? If if it's the wrong kind of person, I am entitled to be as intolerant as possible and destroy that person. And then you think, and I talked about this last week, you think about in history, all the people who felt justified in being intolerant toward a group and the things they did that they felt they were justified in doing. Doesn't that describe the worst atrocities in human history? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what I don't know how to respond. Um, yeah, isn't yeah. isn't that what happened? Isn't that like certain groups looked at another group and they said this group is the problem, and this group something they say or the way they look or the way they dress or the symbols they use this represents the evil in society, and we need to destroy mm-hmm. this. Right? And they said, and I'm justified in it. I'm not justified in destroying a, a good person, but I'm justified in destroying a bad person. And then, you know, then it's just a matter of redefining what's good and bad. And then you put all your effort to destroying people in groups. Not again, not somebody coming to your house with a gun. You can destroy that person. That person's attacking you in self-defense, but sort of like, no, their whole existence, their whole belief system is an, is an affront to me. It's a threat. Just their belief system is not something they're doing. And now I'm justified that attitude of I can, I am justified in doing the worst, meanest thing to this person because that person is bad and I'm good. Isn't that the root of all evil? Isn't that what the worst atrocities are done under? And so, you know, you, you got to decide, like, are you going to contribute to this? Or well, and it's this- masked as the opposite, too. So and that's the problem, right? I mean, it's literally masked as the opposite. So that's, that's a problem. Masked as being good. And, and are you, what's, what are you going to do? You, you know when the mobs are coming after somebody for wrong think, wrong belief. Mm-hmm. And I just think, stop it. Stop. Don't be part of that. Especially when it's not even a powerful person. I mean, I think if the president says something, go after that dude, whatever. He's a public figure. Go after him, whatever. Politicians, fine. But like, if, if a person, in your, a colleague of yours says something, and there's already people jumping on him, and you're going to jump on that guy for saying something like, oh, he tweeted something insensitive, or he didn't realize it, or maybe he should have realized it, but he didn't. I mean, really? You feel justified in destroying that human being? after everyone else is piling on it. What, what kind of horrible person does that? Just, I really, really think people need to choose tolerance versus I'm justified in this and directing that destructive energy toward people, other people. Yeah. Well, it's tough to, to kind of you know, organize your energy right now. And as you said, a lot of people are you know cooped up at home for a long time and people can mess with their minds. So yeah. And, and the world right now, Right. Depending on what you read, it could really scare you. So And they're getting so, fucked. Yeah, um, they're getting lied to and they're getting fucked. They're getting their money stolen and they're getting lied to. They have no job. They're cooped up. I understand. There's real injustice in the world. It's not it's not like it's not happening. But like think big, big picture. Don't direct it at some guy on Twitter who yeah. might be a moron or might even not be a moron, might be a nice guy, but said the wrong thing. I mean it's fucked up. Anyway, I want to get to the carrot. I gotta go in a minute because I gotta eat dinner, but and I think it's funny because uh, she, I'll give her credit though. After I had Apple delete the, uh, what I thought was libelous comment, she made a different comment and it was just sort of like, I don't like the rhetoric on this. I, I think it's lazy, uninformed, bad podcast, whatever. 
That's fine. That's not libeling us. That's just her opinion. Okay. That's fine. So that, that, that's an improvement. You don't libel. You don't drive by and, and try to libel somebody. But if you don't like the podcast, you don't like the podcast. But I wonder, I just want to question this. I'm going to ask you this question, Dalton. Why would you ever put a negative post on somebody's podcast that's free, a free podcast? I don't know. It's not, I've always questioned that. I, I'm more dumbfounded about this because was she alerted that it was deleted or is she like listening? Did she actually listen to one after okay. that and heard what happened? Like both are, I mean, I guess it has to be, she was alerted, right? Cause it makes no sense. Oh, or maybe no, she said she listened to a couple of them. So this, she, I know, but she, so she listened to one app that meant after, and she heard us talking about that. She that's, had to have heard us talk about it because so otherwise she should listen again. That's bizarre. How would she know that I had got it and deleted? She knew. So she obviously listened to it. So, Imagine you hate a podcast. You think it's a terrible podcast and, and you, this is peak Karening, right? You hate the podcast. You think it's, you don't enjoy it at all, obviously. And, and yet you still listen to it anyway. And after you've made this nasty comment, you go back to check, right? And then you see your comments gone. Then you listen and you find out they got it removed because you're like graffitiing on my house. I'm not, you know, I'm not censoring you. It was graffiti. This is like a garbage libel. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to clean the graffiti off my wall. But what's funny, and so then she comes back, listens to it, um, and, and obviously she's listened to this one because we teased that we're going to talk about her, and she just wants to find out what we're going to say. But it's like, just, just think about this, not only listening twice, but like, okay, so you listen to something, you don't agree with it, you think the ideas are bad, you, you think it's, there's some hidden agenda, whatever you think. And so, so why would you put a negative comment? I, there's a million podcasts out there that I could listen to and be like, oh, these are horrible ideas. I think these guys are total assholes. But my remedy is just I just don't listen to those. I don't even expose myself to a podcast. But maybe you got one from a recommendation and, and you thought it would be good, but it actually sucked. Yeah, okay. I have no idea the motivation, especially would you, if it's like, unlike it's a comment on an internet column, like I was saying, this actually could affect your, um, maybe your formula or whatever, too, as far as uh, livelihood or whatever. So well, I, I don't know. know. I, I don't, the original I don't know. one, the original one, the original one was really a, a overly aggressive, super caring. This one, okay, that's no big deal. It's not going to affect anything. I mean, it, it hurts our rating, but, but I, I guess my point is, you know, well, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the motivation. I, I do not have an answer for that. Well, so, I don't know. So, Unless you're offended. Right, because if the podcast is really bad, then people presumably will listen to it and be like, oh, this sucks, and stop listening to it. Your comment's not necessary. Like, if it's actually bad, then you're fine. Don't worry about it. So, so it makes no sense, right? What, you want to prevent people from making their, own, their mind up? They, only you can listen to this? It's too dangerous for other people? That's, that's peak Karen. It, it's like the original Karen, uh, Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, in the 80s was trying to like not let rap albums Remember, she was trying to like ban rap albums yeah. from record stores because the lyrics were too dangerous. It's like she was Karening about the rap. It's like, oh, this is dangerous ideas. I want I want to be a Karen about this. But so so it's really weird. I understand like why people post on Amazon like a negative review on a product because you're like you're helping other people out. You're like, oh, well, somebody spent you know fifty bucks on this and it was a shitty product. You're you're saying don't buy this product. It broke and customer service was bad. That makes perfect sense. That's actually doing a solid. But a free podcast. What are you so worried about? Like they're going to just listen and they're going to. So I will just say this to the Karen. I appreciate we, we agree to disagree. We're going to talk about you maybe every three or four podcasts. So you better keep listening. And you're, I think you secretly, you know, it's a hate listen. I don't know that haters are very loyal. But secondly, I, I would just say this, and I mean this sincerely. It is not joyous to go around life being a Karen. You know, like trying to stop people from hearing a podcast. Let go of it. Let go of it. You know, so we disagree. Don't listen to the podcast if you don't like it.
That's all. I think it's like 90% of all comments on the internet are negative or whatever, but I guess it's a little different for maybe reviewing a free podcast. So uh, I, I'm, no, I hear you list. It's not. We have 143 ratings. 137 of them are five stars. Of the actual comments, we have 48 comments. I would say uh, 44 of them are five stars. So, and, and with like nice things said about it. Again, like, I don't know if it even affects anything at all. One bit. So it's just funny that I'm even using this as the <laughs> thing. But, you know, I mean, it is feedback. So it is. Valid. It is funny that, that she returned with another comment after. We that she bothered. That, that, that she that, listened to that, it. And yeah. then, and, and, yeah. but think about what you're doing a free pot. You, you're literally saying, I don't want other people to listen to this. Why? If it's bad, they can take care of that problem themselves. They can just stop listening. They will stop listening. Right. I'm not going to listen to a terrible podcast. I don't need someone to deter me from listening to it. So I don't know, just just bizarre. But I really, I do really appreciate everybody else with the very nice reviews chiming in and like, and just it's, it's just really nice. We ask for it, and everybody's like, oh okay, I'll say something nice. And it's like there's ten nice ones, and it's it's rewarding. You know, you, people appreciate what you're doing. It makes you feel good about doing your job. Sure, definitely, I appreciate them as well. And I have to give you shit. I'd be remiss if I didn't. You said you were going to quote unquote let this one slide. Her comment, like like you're going to report all negative. You know, I just had to give you a hard time. For no, no, but so, I, I am going to slide. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Not going to go to Apple with it. I'm not going to go to Apple with it. It's how big. It's not, it's not slander. It's uh, it's just okay. She doesn't like the pocket. Put her negative review. She's helping us. You've helped us. We got like ten positive reviews because of it. But I promise you, Karen. Future podcasts, we're going to talk about you like once every four or five just to <laughs> update some things. So, you know, you might have to tune in a little bit more. I know you hate it, but, you know, it's just, you might have to keep listening. All right. Anything else football-wise before we uh, sign off? Oh, I want to do this astronomy post real quick. And this is ominous. I, I am worried. I feel there's some ominous stuff going on. And it's an astronomy post where he says, fun fact, solar eclipses, this guy Puff Dragon, so you know it's a legit source. Total or annular, which is fire ring. I don't know what that means. Solar eclipses, total or annular, which occur on summer solstice. The solstice is June 21st. Are extremely rare events. The last I know where you're going with this. Sorry. Was total. Okay. The last summer solstice solar eclipse uh, was June 21st, 2001. The last one was the last solar eclipse was on June 21st, 2001. Before that was 1629. And 1610, and before that, the year was 624, where you had the last annular solstice eclipse. Now, 2001, some bad shit happened a few months later. Even more rare, this one is coming up on June 21st, is also flanked by a lunar eclipse on June 5th and July 5th. Three eclipse events, all within a single lunar month. This has never happened in the last 2,000 years. That's just astronomy. We're not in astrology land yet. That's just there's eclipses. That's astronomy. Then he says, from an astrological standpoint, Mars, anger, hate, tension, has high influence in this period, along with cancer, high energy, as well as some other factors, all contributing neg- negativity. There is something ominous in the skies. Let's leave it with that, man. I just, that's just sort of, so June 21st, the uh, solar eclipse is happening. That's in a couple of days. Yes, ominous indeed. A good way to end it. Um, I do have a couple football things uh, sure. that I wanted to talk about, but we'll we'll save those for next week because it deserves more. T- more of a philosophical thing that deserves better than just the uh, a throwaway, um, as as well as some other outrageous 
notes up to you. I just listen to you XM like you have Singletary ranked next to James Conner, which is just no. Absurd. I need to move. But, I need to move Singletary but, down though. I think that's more great. more on that. I actually have a more of a general question that I'm actually really interested to get into with you. But I, I want to save that. Just for ask the next it. Week. Ask it. Tease it. No, 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 no. I just want to. I just oh, more about advanced. It's a cliffhanger. More about advanced stats. It's more about advanced stats, but not like DVOA. I, I'm just just curious. It's, it's I want to just delve into that a little bit more. Okay. But um, this would have been my 20th high school reunion last weekend so um i'm getting old lists and uh my recommendations for you a couple movies uh king of staten island was was okay all of apatow the ones he's directed are typically great but um this one i'd say more of an okay but if you're looking for something different i watched this movie called good night mommy it's a 2015 foreign film it's kind of like a psychological horror thriller but um if you're looking for something different i, I would recommend good night mommy it's uh it takes some interesting turns i didn't see coming and makes you makes you think it's uh my recommendation of the week. Uh, what do you got, Liz? So I'll throw one in there. Uh, there's something called Midnight Gospel. Have you heard about that on Netflix? No, I haven't. Uh, I don't know if I like it or not. It's a little heady. It's a little, but it is trippy as hell. Uh, it's made by the guys who did Adventure Time, which is a kid's show that's super trippy for kids. Sasha watches it and like Heather's like, I don't like this. I'm like, uh, it's kind of it's kind of good, actually. First, it's worth watching. It's kind of like Rick and Morty meets BoJack Horseman in a way, but not quite. It's It's way out there very out there so it's called midnight gospel and i I don't want to endorse it yet but i'll endorse it enough to say watch an episode or two i'm going to watch a couple more and see get my head around what i really think of it nice okay mark it down i will definitely uh check that out your guy eric andre has been in the news i think he has a movie or a stand-up out or something i was just so i saw watching some old eric andre clips and i laughing my ass off those were so funny and that was thanks thanks to your recommendation as well yeah that dude's pretty funny all right man take it easy good talking yeah you too Les. later man later don